This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by RouseFit, CBD products designed for serious athletes. Recover quickly to keep on pushing. I found this incredible company and their line of CBD fitness products, but I really didn't feel like I needed a CBD product just for fitness. I have everything that's necessary for in and out of the gym. But then I realized I was suffering with, let's be real, what most of us are, anxiety, depression, this feeling that I just could not fall asleep at night and shut my brain off. That was until I ordered their CBD sleep gummies, sleep support that allows you to enjoy a deeper, more restful sleep that helps your body repair and renew so that you can take on whatever challenges tomorrow may bring you. When I talk about CBD, I do not like the taste of pretty much any product out there. I don't like that dirt taste, that plant taste, but let me tell you, as soon as I opened the CBD sleep gummies, even just the smell, I was hooked. And let's talk about the taste. It tastes just like a gummy bear that you get out of a package straight from your local grocery store. It is amazing. It is incredible. They have a product for everyone, whether you have anxiety, whether you have sleep, whether you have pain. They have a CBD relief cream, sleep gummies, and everything and anything that you could possibly need in between. Make sure you check them out today at rousefit.com and make sure to keep pushing and order today. Welcome to Little Bit of Life podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. Dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits, so sit back, enjoy, and here's your host. Hey guys, welcome into another episode of Little Bit of Life Podcast. I am your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. We are talking to a fantastic host today with a topic that needs to be discussed. How many women or men have gone out to a bar, a club, a dance party, a venue, and yes, we're talking about roofies. We're talking about the date rape drug. It's been around for decades. But why as victims do we feel this intense sense of embarrassment and we just shy away from talking about it? This happened to me years ago. And one night I was just scrolling on Instagram and one of my good friends, she shared a really good story and it popped up and she shared it with our guest today. And she wanted to speak out and speak up about being roofied, taking those chances, taking those risks, but not allowing it to stop your life and from living. I'm really excited to share this special episode with you today with my special guest. And I felt that this was really important because I am from Arizona and this has to be talked about. We have the Phoenix Open Waste management going on right now. And guess what else is coming to Phoenix, Arizona? The Super Bowl. Guys, you do not want to miss this. If you live in Arizona or you're traveling there maybe to catch on a sporting event or the Super Bowl or you're just coming to visit and the experience, listen to this episode. Share it with your friends and your family. The more we talk about this topic, the better off we're going to be in finding those red flags, listening to our gut instinct, and making sure that victims are heard. Hey guys, welcome in another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast with Little. As most of you know that have been listening, following my social media, I relocated from Arizona to the giant 
weird state of Texas, but it does not mean that Arizona is far and few between of what I keep up in regards to content topics and topics that we really need to talk about, especially coming up. We have the Phoenix open, which we know is a massive, massive party zone. And also, especially with now the Super Bowl that is being held in Arizona this year, I came across an individual on Instagram and her story just ripped me apart where I was like, I have to get her story on the podcast. We have to talk talk about what happened, but not only what happened from a victim point of view, but also what we're doing to change society's normal, meeting people and everything in between. So I have on Samantha today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and looking forward to chatting a little bit about Arizona. (laughs) I miss it so much. Just if you can snap any pictures you can of the mountains and the cactus, just show extra love from Texas. I miss it so much. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm excited. Let's kind of dive in. Yeah. So you went and just pretty much put it out to the world on Instagram. We just have a mutual friend that I happened to see that she shared it. And it's something that I think we've all as females, sadly, we probably have encountered this at some point in our lives or a friend of ours. We're all kind of connected. So what happened to you on this night that you just went out and it had a girl's night and it was a girl's night that just went wrong. What happened? No, I appreciate you for reaching out. It was definitely something where I was vulnerable. I even asked a couple of friends, should I post this? And every single one responded yes. So I know that obviously social media is used to kind of see the best in everyone. And sometimes shining a light on the worst is a little bit scary. But like you said, it needs to be talked about, right? Girls night gone wrong. I um, unfortunately was roofied in Old Town Scottsdale. Um, how the whole story went down, if you didn't see the Instagram, was I went on, I was super vulnerable on Instagram and kind of let it out. Um, and I will today as well. So what happened was my girlfriends and I ended at a bar in Old Town. Um, and we were approached by a multitude of individuals, not just a guy, but two women. And the individual asked us if we wanted shots. Um, At the time, I think, you know, I was being a little bit rational and saying, okay, maybe we should think about it. I ended up going to the bathroom with my two girlfriends. When we were in the bathroom, um, my two girlfriends actually left before me and they were approached by one of the girls asking them to take pictures. Um, And so the girls stopped them and asked them to take pictures. And then when I came out um, of the bathroom, they handed me a shot. Um, And so if you want to kind of rewind, I looked at the security footage and thankfully the bar had provided me the security footage a couple days later after I was feeling better to go in and and watch it all happen. But it was extremely scary um, because these individuals were clearly professionals, right? This is not the first time that they had roofied an individual. Um, And after posting my story, I heard that it was not only women that weekend who were roofied, men, and a whole lot of other people who came out and said, hey, listen, thanks for posting on your page because I was also roofied in Old Town. So I really appreciate you for having me um, and having us kind of talk about this because it's something that, um, you know, typically when you're hearing these stories, right, whether it's through a friend or family or something, um, you know, they're there's stories where, you know, it's one individual approaching you. And in my case, it was three and it was kind of this whole distraction. So, you know, when we came, when I watched the footage, it was one individual who 
who clearly had kind of preyed on my friends and I when we walked in the bar. I don't know if he necessarily knew who he was going to roofie, but he definitely had an idea it was going to be one of the three of us. Um, and so when my girlfriends and I went to the bathroom and we walked out, you can see in the security footage that the one of the individuals, like one of the women was asking my girlfriends to take pictures. And then um, in the security footage, you can also see the other girl pouring something into the shop that they handed me. Um, I was super disoriented um, within a couple minutes. And then I, I actually asked my friends to leave the bar. When we did, the guy actually followed my friends and I to our car. And thankfully, we were driving because I don't know what would have happened if we weren't. In the security footage, thankfully, you again, thankfully, you can see in the security footage, this man literally following us and me start tripping. Within a couple minutes of me being in the car, uh, my friend said I was completely incoherent, knocked out, you know, drooling, um, extremely sweaty. So, I mean, it's it's something that one, I was very, very sick for a number of days. I think like five or six days I had a headache afterwards. Um, but I think more so it was the situation itself can really happen to anyone. And as hard as I was on myself the next day going, why did I take a shot? Like your parents always say, don't take candy from strangers. It's kind of like the same thing. Don't take shots from strangers or let alone drinks, right? And we live in this world where we really want to just trust each other because of, you know, basically the last three years and not being out and exposed to people. But then you kind of run into situations like this and you go, can I really trust people, right? Um, because again, do they have a good intention or are they trying to roofie you? <laughs> so, um, I mean, again, like I appreciate you for reaching out to me on Instagram and everyone else who did and said, hey, let's kind of normalize this, right? Because it does happen and it's super scary. And thankfully I had my friends with me, right? Because I also was talking to the bar owner and he was saying, there's a number of people who he finds in the bathroom that don't have their friends with them. The number of stories that I heard from people who reached out and said, hey, this happened specifically in Scottsdale, right? In Old Town Scottsdale. This is like an area where I think, I mean, I just moved here two and a half, three years ago. But I think like when I was coming here five, six years ago, it wasn't really like the place to be, I would say. And now that it's the like the place to be, right? And waste management, Super Bowl, all these things are are happening. I think it's super important that we that we talk about it, right? So it doesn't happen to people that we know or, you know, I wasn't thankfully I, I'm okay, I'm alive, I wasn't taken, but there are so many different things that could have happened that evening and specifically watching that live on camera. It was insane. Being us as women, we are raised to be, and depending on, you know, your, your lifestyle and your upbringing, it's always, you know, know your surroundings, know who you're spending time with. And when you reach that age of 21, 22, and then you're used to being comfortable, so to speak, in a bar. I was a bartender for many years and it was something that I was comfortable. Um, it was something in Old Town. I was comfortable going out. And when we think of, you know, roofied or the date rape drug or whatever you want to call it. We as women most often think it's a man approaching us as a female. And that's what made me want to push this topic for you to come on is they're now almost getting a decoy, which is a female. And as a female, we're used to being in a competition with other women. 
So when you go to a bar, it's always, you know, you're in a room, it's who has the best outfit, who's dressed the best, what men are approaching, what women. So when you have a female that comes up and is positive and, and showing you, I don't want to say attention, but she's being respectful, you almost have that feeling of like, oh, I'm making a friend. And it's not that trigger that we're used to looking at a male of, okay, I don't know this person, you're a stranger, I still need to be on guard. So I mean, working in Scottsdale, I mean, I'm not afraid to say this happened to me at my place of employment. I was very safe over 10 years ago. Yes, I'm aging myself. But I mean, even in Scottsdale, I went on a night off. I wasn't working. I just remember simply ordering a Diet Coke. I didn't want to drink alcohol. I was driving. All I remember is going down the flight of stairs. I remember turning the door to go into the restroom. I remembered nothing else. I woke up. At a friend's house, I was placed in a taxi. Thank goodness the security obviously knew me from working there. I lost everything. I lost my wallet, my phone. I had no idea where I was, disoriented, vomiting, and it was terrible. But it's something that this topic needs to be talked about more so that victims are okay and comfortable of speaking out, of saying, hey, this happened to me. Now, how do we change this? I, I don't know about you, but I was really embarrassed when it happened to me. I was like, okay, did I just, was I like flirtatious and didn't understand like how I was coming across? Did I miss a sign? You know, and, and it gave me this fear for a long time of, am I, am I safe going places? You know, is this something maybe I can't go anywhere, which is hard when you're used to this, you know, adventurous, fun lifestyle that you want to go out and meet people. And, and, for listeners, that's not what we're saying of, you know, stay at home and, and be like COVID, you know, trap yourself in your home. But having you on and for those that are listening, maybe you have had this situation if you're in Scottsdale, maybe this has happened to you. Maybe it's happened to you recently. Sam, with you moving forward and this happening, for those that are listening that may never want to come out or know what to do next – what were the steps in going to the the place that this happened, talking to the owner, getting the tapes and watching it? Like how how is somebody, maybe if this is going to happen to them or it just happened, like what is your advice on what to do next to feel at ease or actually figure out what happened to you since, you know, obviously you went back and had to rewatch that? Yeah, no, I think one, it's it's a great thing that that we're talking about it because it does happen more often than not. Uh, to men and women, right? Not just women. And like you said, women are are now starting to play this decoy and moving here two, three years ago, I want to make friends, right? So if you're having this female, it's like, I don't, I'm not going to be hypocritical and coming on here and saying, I'm never going to go out again, because that's just not who I am. But moving mm -hmm. forward, there's so many different things that I am going to implement, right? Um, even, even like, like you said, that having your 12, your three and six and nine at you at all times is something, you know, you just want to constantly have on you, right? Like that is something that is just a main focus. And to, if you're not always aware, right, if you guys are going out and partying, at least one of your friends to like really have everyone's back, going out with girlfriends that you trust or friends that you trust and going out in areas that you trust, like I said at the beginning, I don't typically go out in Old Town for a number of reasons. This would be one of them. You had this happen to you 10 years ago. It's gotten so much worse now. So I think that's one reason I'm a little skeptical. But at least going out in big groups and knowing where all your friends are, I think it's super important. 
Um, I'm actually putting together this like tactical girls training force for like me and a bunch of girlfriends um, through two of my guy friends who are ex-Marines and old contractors just because even in that situation, I don't necessarily think I, I had my wherewithals. I could defend myself, right? And especially if you're roofied, but at least to know that you can defend yourself if you're in a situation like that. So I think just, again, having that comfort of knowing that you, you have yourself um, and then also educating your girlfriends on how to do stuff too. Um, being in Arizona, I think uh, guns is something that a lot of people do have. And even across the US, right across the world. And some people will buy a gun and then not know how to use it, which I think is a little bit silly. Um, and not saying again that I could have used a gun in that situation, but just really preparing for the worst at all times. And something else too, I will say, and I'm I don't want to be hypocritical because I am going to continue to go out, but I think that, you know, maybe um, not taking drinks from strangers, right? I kick myself every single day since then, but also recognizing that it's okay um, that I did that because it's a normal thing. The more I talk about it, and I think that's something that is super, super, super important is to talk about it, whether I mean, you don't necessarily need to go on your social media, right? And and be vulnerable and just like tell the whole world it happened. Because like you said, it's a little embarrassing. But I think it is important to talk about it with, you know, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, um, you know, someone that you can even trust from that standpoint, your parents, if you guys have that relationship, your dog, I don't know, right? But at least like having, at least getting it out and not having it sit and ponder in your head of, oh my gosh, I did something so wrong by taking a shot, right? Because it's not necessarily that it can happen to anyone. Was the location, because we're going to be very generic here. We've got listeners all over. Obviously this is a global podcast, but we also are, are specific to state. Um, my Instagram name handle is Arizona. It's what I'm known for. So we're going to keep this very generic. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm just counting this clock and I want to see where she went, it's not going to happen. Um, I'm super protective, obviously, of myself, of my guests, and I'm, I'm very respectful to any form of company. So we're going to keep that standard all the way through this. But I'm going to ask the generic question that happened to be on my mind when I saw your story. The location that this happened at, was it a new place that you had gone to or have you been there before? Oh man, it was a new place I went to. And uh, I know even meeting the owner, he was such a nice guy. Um, and I felt bad, but it was something that has clearly happened there before as well. And again, it's, it happens all over Scottsdale, right? No one can deny it's happening all over the world, right? But it was a new place I went to. So it was super unfortunate because it's, like, I don't really want to go back, but I also don't <laughs> yeah. <play> the place. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you went back and you worked with the owner, if you, if the owner's listening and you, maybe you saw her Instagram story and you're listening, kudos to you for not only being supportive of this happening at your establishment, but allowing a victim to feel in control after the scenario happened by watching the footage. I know working in Old Town 10 years ago, that wasn't an option that we gave individuals. It was something that was only for the company. And it was, I mean, we would have people, it's sad. We would have people come in all the time, patrons and say, oh, I, you know, I got roofied. I had the date rape drug last night. And mm -hmm. I want to know if anyone's seen anything. 
And I think we're making progress, I would say, so to speak, with this happening, because back then it was, it's sad to say, we would be like, oh, okay, well, sorry, um, pay attention or just don't come back. So I was really impressed that you said that you were able to go and look at the footage, which brings me to my next question. How was that literally replaying what happened to you and watching that and being able to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together after it happened? Do you feel that was helpful? Do you feel it triggered a lot of guilt? Do do you think it's something that needs to be more of an option available to patrons if and when this happens in the future? No, I appreciate you saying that because it was something I definitely was super impressed and really thanked the owner for um, was the fact that he and they had amazing technology to be able to capture all of those, right? We couldn't necessarily get clear footage of the individual because something I let him know was, hey, you should take this footage and show all of like the bars and clubs and everyone around of what these individuals are doing, how they're dressing, kind of the operation of how they have their wherewithals throughout the entire bar, right? Or the, the club, right? Because again, it was so nerve wracking to go in and even get in contact with him. I'm a very persistent person, um, professionally, personally. So if I want something, I'll typically make it happen. Right. So for me, it wasn't about how it was, who am I going to call to get this footage? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. so it was, thankfully I, I asked a friend's friend who happened to know this owner, but just reaching out and being nice. I think niceness is something that people almost take for granted, but you don't need to be mean and nasty. It was a horrible thing that happened to me, but it was at the end of the day, no one's fault, but my own. Right. And I have to be, um, and accept that at face value for, for what it, for what happened. Right. But also recognize that this individual is going to do me a favor. So I just reached out blatantly and said, Hey, I jumped on the phone and I said, do you mind meeting me at the bar and showing me? Um, I actually went on my own, which was probably uh, a little, I, I was shaking walking <laughs> in the bar because I'm starting to think like, oh my goodness, this is where it all happened. And then going and sitting down and watching the footage scene by scene, we were, I mean, it took me 30 minutes to actually find myself. And I knew the time I was in the bar because I take a lot of pictures, right? So I had pictures of this cute little, you know, floral wall and like green wall and everything. Um, But really sitting down and being vulnerable and saying, okay, let me get my mind on straight, my head on straight, and really kind of go through this footage as if I wasn't myself, right? So like removing myself and really just looking at it of, I'm just trying to learn my lesson. I think that life is all about learning lessons. I'm a huge reader. And I think we talked about this a little bit when we first met was kind of different books that we read. One of them and one of my favorite authors is Ken Mm -hmm. Robinson out of our minds because it talks about consequences. And as adults, like I'm a very open-minded person. I love to be free free spirited. And so for me, reading is definitely getting a different perspective out of our minds talks about how consequences and fears can basically subconsciously build and hinder you from wanting to do things, wanting to go out, wanting to be social um, and, you know, trusting people again. 
And so for me, I think it's really not only about talking, um, talking through a situation and really kind of, uh, you know, meeting people or networking with people who maybe have gone through similar situations, being vulnerable, uh, you know, asking questions, communicating to people, um, and just reaching out, right? If you need something, reach out and make it happen. And so for me, it was just going and seeing this footage. It was scary and it was not easy to see. And it could definitely have a lot of consequences, right? Or potentially um, make me not want to go out. But I think for me, I have those answers and talking with you through all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, yeah, for anyone who's listening, you should definitely just, I don't know. I don't even know how to kind of put it into words, but ask the questions, connect with people who have maybe gone through similar, like similar situations and um, put yourself in a place to kind of be a little bit vulnerable to get those answers. Be on your guard all the time. And that's something that is really scary. And when you think about be on guard everywhere that you are, that's exhausting. Like when we're talking about like, Mm -hmm. know your surroundings, know who's like, that's exhausting. I mean, at at some point we just want to go out and we want to enjoy ourselves and not be worried. I'm not sitting here trying to police everybody and, and panic, but it also leads me into if there's listeners that are like, well, this doesn't pertain to me. I don't, I don't go out to bars. I don't drink. This can happen if you put yourself in this scenario. I'm in this scenario just moving and relocating because as females, we want to network. We want to connect. That's just what we do. And we're humans. This lead- I travel all the time alone. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that's another thing too. Yeah. It's like I travel for work. I mean, this could have happened anywhere. Yeah. And that's what's so yeah, there's a new, I mean, there's an app now, Bumble for Friends. And, and it's interesting yes. because, so as soon as you and I connected on Instagram and I was like, okay, this can't just be, I mean, this isn't something that's just happening in bars. I mean, it could happen in a restaurant. It could happen at a dog park. And it's something, like I said, be on mm-hmm. your guard at all times. So I did a little trial and error and I, of course, had to tell my boyfriend so he didn't see Bumble notification popping up on my phone at 10 a.m., like 10 a.m., um, I was like, hey, like I'm doing this episode and I want to download Bumble for friends. I've never done it. I've lived in Arizona for over 20 years. My friends have been with me since like middle school. It is amazing Mm -hmm. to me as a female with other females when you're linking and communicating and connecting and networking together. It's even incredible to me. And I'm not going to call anybody out in Texas, but we as women need to be more on our guard. So stuff like this doesn't happen. Because you would not be, you would be so surprised. I have addresses, I have locations, I have what kind of cars they drive, where they work. Because I think as humans, we're so interested in connecting and we want to make friends and we want to be nice and we want to find that fit and just continue to live a fun, enjoyable life. So if you're listening and you're like, no, this isn't me, I don't go to the bar. Okay, so what if you meet a friend? What if you go to a dog park and they connect you and you go to a restaurant? This can happen. And I think that's why I was so intrigued by your story is, I mean, I'm the first one to admit, I have always been so-called on guard of, as a female, look for a male that's dressed kind of out there, sketchy. Like, I mean, I come from a military and a police family. Like, I can pretty much pinpoint them anywhere. So hearing your story, it's they're sending in, so to speak, decoys. They're sending in women. And that's the problem is that's why I want this to get out, especially before Waste Management, Phoenix Open, before, especially now the Super Bowl, is there's individuals that are flying in, which they're going to be going to these companies. They're going to be drinking. They're going to be at restaurants. It's going to happen. 
And the reason that we have Samantha on today is because these people are very good at what they do. So pay attention. And if you have that weird kind of feeling, like she said, it's okay to deny a drink. That's fine. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, but listen to your gut. When and, and I like how you said, like, you know, I was kind of, eh, I don't know, like your gut and your instinct was trying to communicate something. But as adventurous women, we're like, eh, you know, what's the worst that could happen? So moving into the next question, and I'm very intrigued and I can't wait for listeners to figure this out too. We're, you're changing up what girls day is like instead of happy hour or, you know, going for drinks or dinner, you're doing a tactical girls day. So what are you doing with your girls like in this training? I think that's so exciting. And it's really something that if you're listening, I know there's got to be one person out here. You have a gun. It's in your drawer. You don't know how to use it. You're scared to hold it. And it's just sitting there for protection. What are you, what kind of like tactical things are you doing? Are you working with any companies? Like for those that are listening, what would you suggest to get that started maybe in somebody's hometown? Yeah, no, I, um, I, like you, my brother and my family is also, we have like military background um, and, and law enforcement and things of that nature. So grew up around it. But I think, like you said, as an independent woman, you want to have your guard on you. So, I mean, I don't, I conceal the carry right now that I'm here in Arizona, but a company I worked with is my uncle's company. I, I worked with them for quite a, quite a long time. I still do. It's called Berna, B Y. RNA. Um, and they are a company where it's a non-lethal. So if you don't want to own a gun or have a gun, or you're scared to shoot one, cause they are scary, right? I, I think a lot of time when I go to shoot a new gun, um, or anything of that nature, I actually like, I sit there and shake a little bit. I don't know about you, but I get a little shaky. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think it's more just having the confidence. So this Bernard is a non-lethal, um, it looks like a Glock. They have a, a gun, right? So they have mul- multiple guns. Um, and then they also have like pepper spray and stuff so that you can have on you at all times. And the gun is actually CO2 powered. So it shoots rounds of OC and CS. So it's like pepper spray and tear gas. Um, they also have training rounds and also solid rounds. Um, so you can practice without like, you know, literally you know, all that stuff go everywhere. Um, but then also this tactical training is, I met a friend through, this sounds terrible. I met him at a bar, um, (laughs) at a country bar. Okay. So he's, he's like a, he's actually a military guy. Um, and he moved here a couple years ago as well. Um, ex Marine. And so a couple of his buddies are out here and they used to do this tactical training, um, sort of school for, for anyone. And then it didn't have that much traction. So as soon as this happened to me, I still hang out with him every once in a while. We love to go shoot guns in the desert and stuff. But I said, you know, it would be really fun to get a girl's day together because like, like we were talking about making friends, is not easy, right? You're going on bubble. You're doing all these weird things you don't want to do just to make friends. So I, you know, like you reach out to people on Instagram or do all these other things, (laughs) go to the golf range. Um, But this tactical training course is a little bit of self-defense, learning how to shoot a gun. Um, I just got a 12 gauge myself. So I'm going to be, you know, playing around with that a little bit. Um, I am kind of modifying it a little bit too. So doing some things with that, but really kind of getting the girls together. We're going to 
learn how to defend. We're going to learn how to shoot guns. We're going to hang out in the desert, get some good photos. And I think it's really just about, um, again, creating a network, right? Creating a community. Uh, we talk about all the time wanting friends or wanting to feel safe when you go out or feeling like you don't have someone to call when you want to do something. And instead of, you know, doing these like bumble for friends or whatever, I think it's really just like, go on a walk, talk to people, right? It's so funny mm-hmm. when you like really um, stop and smell the roses and kind of look around you and, and see what you can find. But these are just people that I've met at bars, right? So I'm not going to be hypocritical and say, don't go out because there are really cool people that you can meet at bars that aren't going to root for you. Um, <laughs> but there is uh, this tactical training course is, is super fun. I would definitely recommend getting your girls together going to the either your local gun range, maybe um, going on Berna.com, checking out some of their products um, and really just exploring different avenues, maybe MMA studio, stuff like that, that you can really go out. And um, instead of doing like a girl's day, like you said, where it's going to lunch or brunch or dinner, go to your gun range, you know, have fun over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you being vulnerable, telling your story on Instagram. Um, And like I said, it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's just something that's happening and it's happening more often than not. So I'm really glad that you came on. I'm so excited that you were able to share this with listeners. And especially, like I said, you're going to help so many people in Scottsdale, in the Arizona region, um, and especially even more with all of these events coming up. Just be on your guard. Keep an eye out. And if you have that gut feeling, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to probably reach out to some of your girlfriends or guy friends and just kind of make sure that everyone is going out together. You're all in a group together. You're leaving together. And like I said, it's okay to share your story with others. And especially like now, keep your keep your eye out because these people are doing a very good job and they're very professional. And we need to make sure that we are always one to 10 steps ahead. Thank you so much. This was great being on. Everyone, please be careful and be safe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform. And interact with the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.